Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is the NCAA All-American from the University of Missouri that just announced that she will be back for a fifth year with the Tigers. Today, we are sitting down with Sarah Thompson. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to get to talk today. The last couple of weeks, it seems like we've had a few of these announcements coming out, which as a swimming fan is is super exciting uh, just to see you guys get that fifth year, fourth NCAAs after obviously the 2021s got canceled. For you personally, what went into this decision? Was it an easy one to make or were there some factors that you had to weigh in there? This was definitely a very challenging decision, especially with like post-swimming life to think about. Um, Normally I would be graduating right now and would have been done with school. And I had to decide whether or not I wanted to start pursuing job hunting and figuring out what I wanted to do post-graduation. But it definitely took sitting down with a lot of people, figuring out all of the athletic Academic staff here at Mizzou was super helpful with trying to figure out what classes I was going to take, what all went into it. The coaches were all obviously really supportive in helping answer any questions that I had, but definitely a difficult decision. <laughs> it took a while, but I'm glad that everyone finally gets to know now. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me when, when you started thinking about this decision and then what finally kind of tipped the scales to, okay, I'm going to do a fifth year athletically and academically. (laughs) Well, it was actually kind of funny as a joke last summer when we were here (laughs) training, I was like, haha, what if I like redshirted and took a fifth year? And my, one of the coaches turned around and was like, wait, would you actually do that? And I was like, well, I hadn't really thought about it. It was kind of funny at the time, but like, if you actually think about it, especially with how this past year of competition, like with COVID getting involved went and just all the extra stressors. It's like, well, maybe it would be a good idea. So it wasn't until the NCAA released the statement saying that um, they would grant this year as like a waiver year that I was going to be able to compete this year and stay for a fifth year. That's when I officially made the decision to stay. Okay. And so, and then, I mean, again, you, you said you would normally be graduating right, you know, basically right now, um, academically, how will that work for you? And I mean, you said it was a really hard decision. Um, do you feel like it was, it was hard to weigh those things or do you feel like once everything kind of got into place that it was like, okay, this is the right decision? Yes. At first I was looking at, obviously with like a whole extra year, you can choose grad school, you can do a bunch of stuff, but I was able to take the classes that I've had right now and extend to get two extra minors, which are going to be really uh, valuable for my career. So I'm getting a business minor now and then uh, furthering my research in engineering sustainability, which is very interesting and getting to do research next year, which is something that I have done before, but now with this extra time getting to work with professors and just get more experience under my belt, especially since swimming is a sport that it's very mm-hmm. difficult to get internships when you're not allowed to really leave during, not allowed, you can leave during the summer, but we choose to stay and train during the summers. 
Um, so that's really hard to get that work experience. So now being here and being able to get this um, work and just continue my education is going to be really important. Nice. I mean, so you bring up a lot of good points. Um, what does this summer hold for you then, both athletically and academically? So right now we are all training for Olympic trials, which is very exciting. Um, we have a few of us going to the meet in Indy next week. And then I think we have another meet here and then we'll head over to trials, which is really exciting. This is my first summer in three years that I don't have a summer class, which is crazy to think about. Um, but just because I, I don't need it anymore, uh, which means I'm going to have a little bit more freedom for the first time. So my family's actually going to take a big road trip after Olympic trials. We're going to go. It's my bucket list to visit all the national parks. So we're going out to Montana, Washington, Oregon, and clicking off a bunch of those before my sister has to report back for volleyball. That sounds very exciting and very cool <laughs> uh, especially in a year where we haven't gotten to get out much um, that sounds great and so then athletically uh, you know obviously swimming on a college team sounds really fun and sounds like a great environment to be in but if you actually talk to the athletes you know it's a lot of work it's it's really hard to do um, so just with that piece of it when you were making that decision was it was it an easy one of like yeah I, of course I want to be on this team another year or were you kind of like do I really want to swim another year I think one of the biggest gifts that I've been able to have over the past four years of swimming was not being a year-round swimmer until the summer before my junior year of high school so I'm not burned out haven't <laughs> been doing this since I'm five um, I really wanted to be a gymnast when I was like seven and then I'm five or I'm six too. So that wouldn't work out very well. Uh, then I wanted to play volleyball and kept that all the way through high school um, and played competitively and then just ended up not working out and then finally decided to switch to swimming. So it's a more recent discovery of love for the sport. And I think having an extra year is just going to give me that extra edge to just train harder and get more experience. My uh, coach Rodenbaugh, our original coach, he's like your puppy dog. You like come in you got big wide eyes. You don't know what's going on when I got here as a freshman. And I think it's taken these four years to figure that out. So I'm really excited to see how this year plans out now that I know what I'm doing and I still have absolutely a love for the sport. So nice. So, and then you know, obviously you've talked about having a life after swimming, but, uh, after this fifth year of eligibility, have you given any thought to continuing your swimming career? Honestly, I'm not really sure yet. I would love to keep swimming. I, obviously I still love the sport so much and think that I have a lot left to give, but it really depends on how the cards fall with what I'm going to do. I really want to work in sustainability and work outside. So being in the middle of nowhere while also swimming competitively doesn't always work well together, but we will see what happens and where, where that road goes next year this time. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious, I know every job field is pretty different. And I think there's a lot of pressure after completing an undergraduate or even a graduate degree to, to get into the workforce as quickly as possible to start getting experience with what you'll, you plan to with what you want to be doing. Is that a, a pressure you feel at all? Um, in terms of 
needing to get job experience ASAP um, versus maybe, you know, not needing it as quickly and therefore lending itself to maybe continuing that swimming career? Um, Kind of. One of the things I, in the long term, want to work for the National Park Service as a sustainability engineer. So you basically have a whole park and you get to like deal with all of it, whether it's wastewater and tourism and like all that. So that's like the end goal. But to get to there, you, of course, need work experience. And that is where I don't know where I'm going to end up next, whether it's working for like the state park system here in Missouri, which is an amazing park system. Highly recommend. There's one five minutes from my house. Go visit all the time. Um, Or if it's swimming and then having a job on the side, that's also just going to get that experience to help that end of the road goal. Great answer. I love it. What state park do you live next to? Um, Rockbridge State Park. That's, that's my stomping grounds. I, I grew up across the street from Rockbridge State Park. Great place. Also I recommend I had there and go to like Cape and Park at least once every couple of weeks just to like take a breather, be outside. It's just, oh, it was so nice. Our, we organized a team trail cleanup last weekend and had about 15 of us down at Cape and Park, which is also like a minute from our house, just to like get outside and do some community service for Columbia. That's awesome. I I obviously as a townie, full support of this. That's that's so cool to hear. Um so let's let's take it back a little bit. It seems like you've got options moving forward no matter what. Taking this fifth year, super exciting. Um, so let's talk about this past year. Obviously, it's been a wild one for everyone. Um, the NCAA championships ended up happening, which was a great win. Um, how did you feel about your NCAAs? You got, you got a third place finish in the 50 free. You were 10th, I believe, in the 100 back. You swam on Mizzou's relays that placed really high. Um, how did you feel about your performance overall at NCs? I think I left it all on the table. Every race was, it, not everything was how I wanted it to be, but it definitely was an amazing experience. It was something that I didn't, we didn't know was going to happen. And that was kind of crazy going into SECs, deciding if that was going to be the end of the year meet or not, because last year it was. And who knows how fast we'd have gone last year if we would have rested <laughs> for SECs and that then who knows that we weren't going to have it. But it was just an incredible experience. We had a really young team. I think nine of the 13 girls had never been there before. So just like bringing in this really excited group that get to experience like an amazing meet like that. I told them it's not exactly like that every year. You normally can't hear yourself talk before races when everyone's screaming. Um, And it was definitely different, but still you could feel the high energy and tension of everybody and uh, people went so fast. So it was just really exciting to get to share that with this young group coming in. Um, I mean, we couldn't have, you couldn't have asked to not have that meet again. So, I mean, it was just so good that we got to be there. And I think that was the most crucial part, no matter how we performed. Did did you personally have a highlight moment from that week weekend, uh, whether in the pool or out of the pool, a moment that stands out to you is like, this was, this is the thumbnail of NCAAs. I mean, obviously the 50 was pretty cool, but I have to say that night we also had the four by 50 relay and we had people that had never been to NCAAs before. And this was their first race and they were 
shaking. They're so exciting. And just to be the one that's like, don't worry, like guys, I'm nervous too. Like, and just bringing us all together and all the pieces just fell into place. And we tied our highest relay finish ever for Mizzou, which is incredible with such a young team that had just had never been there before. And just to like prove that what we do every day in the pool shows up in our results was a really exciting. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and so then heading into SECs, uh, can you describe how that meet went for you, but also just kind of the the vibe, the mentality of, well, last year, this was our last meet. And I guess theoretically it could be again. Um, I mean, what was the prep like heading into SECs? Um, I think we definitely rested a bit more than the SECs going into SECs than we normally do. But I mean, you always have NCAAs on your radar. We were just expecting I think by that time it was like, okay, we're going to have both, but we're going to go into SECs given all we got to. And I think the, the first night of SECs, the 50 and those relays, not the first relay night, the second day um, was probably one of the best nights of team cohesiveness that we've ever had. I think it was highlighted by a comment on one of the swim sam articles that said the Mizzou swim team is no longer cheering. They're just screaming bloody murder because everyone was just so involved in the people swimming that they just like were letting it all out. And you could feel that energy from the deck, even though they were way up in the stands. And that just, it was just an incredible experience to just feel the whole team energy. And that kind of carried through the meet, which is amazing. That's so great to hear because I have been to the normal SEC meet and it's, I mean, I've been to NCAAs, SECs is, is a completely different meet. You hear tons of SEC swimmers say SECs is my favorite meet because it's combined. It's, you know, it's all in one pool. It's very intense. And to have it be separated this year was, you know, obviously makes sense, but a little weird. And it's cool to hear that at least for the Mizzou Tigers, you were still bringing the energy and still st- still screaming your heads off, um, even in, you know, with no fans and, and a split meet. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And so, so, that, so that's really great. How did you feel about your SEC performance overall? Um, I had a great time at SECs. It was, um, it was challenging mentally a little bit, especially with um, the, the 50 that I kind of messed up. But that's something that happens. It's just a sport. You're going to make mistakes. And I think I came back that night and proved what I needed to do and then still was able to go best times later in the meet. So overall, it was a success as a team. We did very well. We've been constantly improving the past few years. So it, I had a, it was a great time. It was a really fun experience. We missed the men and we missed having fans in the stands but I still got to see people that we don't get to see every year. So it was awesome. Yeah. And so then going back even further, looking back on the year um, again, obviously uh, a weird one challenges and hurdles for everyone this year. Um, Can you tell me about your COVID experience and, and what, what challenges you faced both in the pool, just with getting back into training and then outside of the pool with, with, with all the abnormalities. Yeah, I think it was kind of crazy when we all got sent home and nobody knew what was going on. The hardest thing was not knowing and not knowing when we get to come back, not knowing what the season was going to look like. That's really hard on athletes who literally regiment their day to the exact minute of what we need to do every single hour and schedule everything out. So 
I was home for a while. Um, it was really exciting to get to like be with my family. We got a quick trip in before everything got all shut down, got to go camping again, which was awesome. Um, I got to train with my sister, which never has ever happened. Um, I, I'm not a runner and she was doing track. So got to do a bunch of practices with her, a little cross training there. I had another friend who um, has a lake. So we went out and swim the lake for um, a very, a, I think a couple months, but it started with like, it's not how far you can go. It's how long you can stay in the water because it's so cold. And then eventually got warmed up and we, we do our little IM practices out in the middle of the lake and everyone was just like, oh my gosh, but they liked to sit and watch us. <laughs> and then we finally got to come back to Columbia, which was so exciting. So good to see everyone again and just throw ourselves back in just getting into shape. Um, I think we got to come back and train June 1st and we basically didn't have anything over a week off all the way through NCAAs, which was just an incredibly long training section. Um, definitely gets a little worn on you deep in that Christmas training when you're like, oh man, the end's almost there, but gotta get through it. Um, otherwise, meat-wise, I think it was the SEC did a good job, but it was also just challenging overall with all of the testing protocols and just trying to stay in our bubbles. I didn't realize how lonely I get when I just have to sit in my room and wait and not go out and hang out with people just because I'll freak out and worry about uh, getting contact traced. And we did a really great job avoiding that all the way through SECs. And it was just such a good thing to see how well our team kept that. Uh, our coach brought us donuts a few times because he was proud, <laughs> but it was just a great way to like prove that our team culture was to keep ourselves healthy and safe. But uh, I mean, it was still really mentally challenging the whole time just to stay on track and worry about school and also just focus on swimming with all of that going on around. I think this year for me in my mind is uh, will forever be bookmarked as the most time I have spent by myself, like truly alone. Um, and that is insanely uncomfortable for me. Um, and I mean, you mentioned that just being in a hotel room by yourself, uh, is, is a really unfamiliar sensation for a lot of people. Um, and I, I don't know how much time you spent by yourself, like at home or just in general, but I mean, how did, how did you grapple with that and deal with just uh, a lot more quiet and alone time this year? Um, I think that I am an introvert and an extrovert. I am an extrovert when I want to be. So it was, I do enjoy my alone time and like to just sit and watch TV and read books and picked up a few hobbies. Um, my roommates and I love plants. So like we, we always just taking care of our plants. We have a garden outside this year just to like give us distractions and I think it was good to like find things outside of swimming and outside of school to keep you involved. Um, over Christmas break, we did a lot of painting, reading, just all things that could help distract you from the fact that we just had to sit and stay in a house. And then of course, going outside and going on walks and hikes was also nice too. Yeah. So it seems like you were, you were able to find good, healthy distractions. That's, that sounds great. Was you mentioned Christmas training was there. 
uh, a block of time that stood out to you as being particularly grueling, maybe not even the practices, but just like you said, not ever taking more than a week off is, 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 is a heavy lift. Definitely. Um, it's a good question. I do know that I think all of our practices are challenging in and of themselves, just in the practice schedule that we have with five practices in a row up until Wednesday morning, and then you get a break. I think every single week, by the time you hit Wednesday morning, you are absolutely physically drained. And that practice feels like the longest practice you've ever had every single week. And it just goes on and on and on. So it kind of got, just draws out the season really long when you have a really hard week every single week. But I think how our coaches have figured out how to switch things up, the different practices that we do, mixing in power and how we lift really helps sustain us over that really long period. I mean, they're all such incredibly smart people to figure out what the best things for us to do to train for that long and how to capitalize at the end of the year with all of the hard work that we've done. So I definitely props to all of them for their incredible work this year because I know that we always talk about how hard it is on the athletes, but it's just as hard on the coaches with having all of this go on this year and all that they had to deal with. Very diplomatic of you. <laughs> and not, not to say that's not true. I, of, of course it is. And, um, that's, I'm curious about your training, particularly, uh, what, it, you know, on a week to week basis, uh, I know what events you compete in, but are you just sprinting a hundred percent of the time or do you get some aerobic work in? I don't know exactly how the groups, what the groups look like at Mizzou, try, like the training groups wise. Um, but are you swimming with, with some mid D people? Are you ever in a distance lane? What, what does your week look like? Hmm, interesting question. I came in tried and true, the biggest sprinter I would Everyone was like, nobody starts straight in sprint group. And I went straight over to the sprint group, got to <laughs> there. It was a grand time. And then it was around, I think maybe this time, a couple years ago, they were like, okay, Sarah, it's time to branch out. And I have been merging in and out of mid-D for the past couple years. Not, not quite ever over to the distance, but I've learned how to hold myself into those mid-D practices. Of course, I would love to train sprint all the time, and I always walk up to practice and get really excited if I get told that I get to head over to sprint, but I think it really increases the versatility to be able to train all over the board. Um, I mean, I basically have told the coaches, whatever you need me to do, that's going to be the most successful to you, whether it's yesterday we had long backstroke sets um, or it's mid-D in the mornings or if it's the chance that I get to go back to sprint group. Um, One of the things that we've worked on a lot this year is not having like set groups. I mean, yes, you have like the distance swimmers that normally do distance, but between the rest of us, we all kind of get to merge in and now you can have a day that there's 20 people in the sprint group and there's four and you can, we can be all divided into strokes or it can be, I am and freestyle. It's just really shows the versatility of a bunch of the swimmers to what all they can do and how differentiating that training really helps at the end of the year. Yeah. And, and do you have uh, teammates or training partners that you 
push you in practice pretty regularly. Um, people that, that you race on a day-to-day basis or, or that can really get under your skin race wise and be like, Oh man, this, this, this person just has my number. Um, I think our original core sprint group with, um, the girls that were on that really at NCAAs with Megan and Amy and Alex and, uh, Sierra is a new freshman that got into that, that sprint freestyle group. We train next to each other all the time. I'll, we'll bring them all to the middle of the pool and race and duke it out. And it's so excited to watch, um, the celebrations we do ambush on supposedly, Friday mornings, but we didn't this morning. <laughs> um, so hopefully this afternoon, which is really just an exciting race practice more where it's not always just here's a 50 all out, here's a hundred all out. It's like, okay, you're going to dive in, go touch a third line, do a flip underwater, come back and touch the wall. So it's a really fast, short race. And then you have to celebrate your win. So it doesn't matter if it's the weirdest race ever, if you don't celebrate, it doesn't count. So it's such a cool way to get the whole team involved. Like you never know, some one person is just going to be really good at something that we do. And then you're going to be like, well, how'd you do that? Like, how are you good at that? And that just really helps build our team camaraderie and helps us cheering for each other and getting to celebrate the little wins during practice. Ambush. I love that. That is that (laughs) I think that's going to be our minute preview for this podcast. That's that is a great thing that I've certainly never heard of anywhere else. Um, Nice. So so moving forward, uh, looking ahead to this to the future, to this fifth year, um, I asked Evie Pfeiffer of Texas a similar question because she's also taking a fifth year. But, you know, you've you've been a senior on the team at this point and you've been a leader on the team at this point. What what do you foresee for yourself a, as your uh, role on the team as a fifth year um, who's not, you know, not that traditional senior spot? I don't know if you guys do captains or, or senior leadership, but um what do you foresee yourself? Are are you just going to be like, listen, I own this place. What I say goes, or, you know, are you going to take a back seat and say the seniors, this is your team or some other third thing. Okay. So my roommate is also transferred. So we're both in the same boat about having a fifth year and just getting to have this extra time. And I definitely think that one of the biggest things that I bring this next year is just this wealth of experience of like being here for a really long time. Um, I don't want to be the senior that's like, do this all the time. That just is, I've had a few of those in my time here and it's just not a good time. I just want to be the one that people can come to when they have questions, when they need help. Um, But also the one that's going to push them in the pool and help them to be successful in all aspects of swimming. It's a great answer. <laughs> and I think that's a great way to, to end our chat today. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time to chat with me today. Before we sign off, uh, any parting thoughts for our audience? Um, I just want to say that uh, how much I love this team and that I don't know if I was at a different school, if I would be choosing to take this fifth year. Um, Mizzou has just been such an incredible place for these past four years and this coaching staff is one of the most incredible coaching staffs in the nation right now just the things that they're doing and all of the different 
uh, training things that we've implemented. Um, this team, I swear, it gets better and better every year. It makes me more and more excited to see how this next year is going to go and how we're going to bring in people that are just going to help contribute to this amazing program that we have. And I just wanted to say thank you for having me today and I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.